Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I'm your host, David, and I'm joined with today. It's Lewis. Gaius is in Vegas. He'll be back next week. And Jen is in Tennessee at Graceland. Yeah. So you only get us two this week. How you doing, Lou? Uh, well, thanks to this East Coast weather. Uh, got sick yesterday. Been in bed, so hopefully I don't have a cough by this whole episode. It's good to talk about the weather on the East Coast for once. It's crazy weather we've been having. How we wake up to 60. And then now it's 92 degrees. And if you look at the rest of the week, I have a wedding this week. My cousin's getting married this week, and the wedding and the wedding is on Friday. It's going to be sixty eight degrees. Yeah, a week ago Friday was like ninety. Now it's sixty eight. What's going on here, guys? Oh, seriously, we're going so, to get this weather together. We have bipolar as weather in the East Coast. I'm. I mean, for me, I'd rather have it cold all the time. Oh, I know that. So this week we're going to cover remakes. We're going to cover our top ten best and worst remakes. But before we get to that, we want to cover a little bit of news, starting with the death of a man that a lot of people know. And we talked a lot about it in this podcast. Yes, sir. Adam West passed away yesterday at the age of 88. He is best known as the, can we say the, the guy that really put Batman on the TV screen on the map? Yeah, I would say that. I mean, before that in the 40s, there were two men that played Batman before. But it was Adam West that put that character up. Onto the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't the best Batman to me. He wasn't my first Batman. Michael Keaton was. But he brought a charm to the character and brought a comedic tone. I yeah. mean, they called they called him the Bright Knight for the obvious reasons of the show being more comedic and more campy compared to what we get nowadays. Yeah, he, he, brought, he definitely brought a new, unique flavor to the character. Were you a fan of that show? Uh, not the biggest fan, but uh, I, I did watch it. I enjoyed it. I have been on this on the fence with this show. I remember watching it as a kid, and I was like, "Oh, this is fun." The pals and the campiness of it. But as I grew up and I became more of a fan of Keaton and Nolan Batman, I just couldn't really get into it. I actually started watch rewatching the show about a year and a half ago, uh-huh. and there was a scene where Batman starts dancing <laughs> in the middle of a club or a disco, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I was like, that's not my Batman. <laughs> no. But last year at Comic-Con, um, we were covering Comic-Con, and we were covering a panel for an animated feature, Return of the Cape Crusaders. Yes. I have not watched that. It is hysterical. It. Okay. it pokes fun, and they know, they, they're in on the joke that, yeah, we weren't the serious Batman. We were, we were having fun. And Adam West was at the panel. Burt Ward was at the panel. And it was just fun to see them all together at least one last uh, yeah, exactly. one last time. So they, see, with, they were or they still are, but they're coming out with a sequel to that, right? Not anymore. Not anymore. No, because they never got a chance to make it oh, since man. he passed away. I know. Uh, I know it, it, it received a lot of praise when when we saw <laughs> it. Um, they played the entire movie at uh, New York Comic Con, and we were like, I was blown away. I was like, that is so funny. And the fact that they were in on the joke, and it was, it was just a sight to see. And he looked like he wanted to do this again. You know, it's simple work. He, he wasn't he on Family Guy as well, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was the mayor. So yeah, he he was used to doing animated yeah. animation. So it was it would have been great to see that it, to see it again. If you haven't seen it, you said you have it. Highly recommend it to anyone out there that hasn't seen it. Definitely check out Batman: Return of the Cape Crusader. Yeah, in honor of his passing, I might check it out this week. We will definitely miss Adam West. And moving on, another comic book related news. On Friday, during Game 4 of the NBA Finals, the trailer to Black Panther was released. Oh, Game 4. We'll get into that later. Go Dubs. 
Yeah. This ain't, this ain't a sports con- this ain't a sports con- uh podcast and I'm not pretending it to be I'm not going to pretend it is. But um LeBron's not better. Lebron LeBron's not better than Jordan. LeBron's not better than Jordan. The Cavs are not better than the Warriors. That should have been a sweep, man. That game was ridiculous. It, it's like and I'm not going to start a con- you know conspiracy and I'm not making an excuse. The Cavs hit every shot on uh on Friday, but it's just funny they were. Oh, I mean, they went to the free throw line like twenty times yeah, in the first quarter. You can't, you can't help them. Make it's it all about momentum too. So, but we'll see what happens on Monday. But during Game Four of the NBA Finals, the trailer to what will be the eighteenth um, MCU film. Who would have thought that when they started? Just eighteen movies in already. They're still not stopping. Oh, I and I don't think they're gonna stop. They make billions of dollars. So, well, uh, I mean, I'm calling that well, after Infinity Wars Part Two is gonna take a big downhill turn. No, I mean, I, I read somewhere that Chris Evans actually signed an extension. No, no, they're, they're still going to be there. They're still going to make movies. I'm just saying that the trend is going to go downhill from there. They, after Infinity War, we're going to see a downhill trend on superhero movies. We're going to start seeing a new trend arise. We don't know what it is Which yet. is what? We don't know what it is yet, but something's going to What was the trend before comic books? Zombies, probably. Yes, because I remember, yeah. yeah, there was a time frame that was so many zombie movies. Yeah. And vampires, too, I think. It was like more of the supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. But... Black Panther looks amazing. Uh, it's directed it by Ryan Coogler, and Ryan Coogler is responsible for directing Fruitvale Station and most recently Creed, which I loved. It's, it's probably, if you've seen all the Rocky films, it's my number two Rocky film after the original. It, that, yeah, for me it is heartbreaking. It's just great to see the franchise being brought back. At, I mean, Rocky Balboa was really good. But this was just on another level. It's probably, it's my number two film of 2015. It was fantastic. Michael B. Jordan's great. Sly is great. Now you take his talents and you put it in a Marvel movie, and it just looks amazing. Now the only oh my god scene, you know how Marvel always includes one little scene in their trailers, was yeah. that car scene towards the end. Yeah. But besides that, it just looks beautiful. It looks like it's going to be a fun time. It comes out in February, which now lately February seems to be a great month with for comic book films with Deadpool last year and then this year with Logan. So, do you think it's the streak's going to continue? Is there anything you dislike or? No, I like the trailer. The trailer was amazing. Uh, I, I think yeah, it's going to get a great reception. I I mean I haven't seen it yet, but I think like the only hiccup Marvel's had is Doctor Strange, and that's because you can't really do much with that character. And I. And I actually like Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, from the reception I got from it, it's probably the weakest film. But when I see it, I'll give you a better in-depth about it. But I think that was the only mishap. But that's the thing. I mean, with Marvel, I I can say that I like the Incredible Hulk, and a lot of people don't like the Incredible I like Hulk. The, Incredible Hulk. Um, the only movie that I'm like uh, was probably Iron Man Two. Yeah, but I like the other movie. I don't, yeah, so it's one of those things, yeah. But, I mean, I don't think they'll do wrong, especially with who's directing. Everyone that's involved in the project, I fully expect it to be another home run. What I like about the Marvel movies is that every character they're coming out with is unique. Like, it doesn't just seem like a generic superhero movie. I've, I've noticed that, yeah, these guys are superheroes. Yeah. But unlike DC, outside of Batman, there's no one that's like, a real person. Everyone's, like, an alien. Or like, Wonder Woman's an alien, if you really look at it. And so is Superman. Yeah. And so, like, at least Marvel seems to, like, be more in the real yeah. world. With, yeah. you know, obviously... Are we getting Black Panther? Are we getting Spider-Man soon? Oh, I can't wait for Spider-Man. Spider-Man looks so fun. It does. And then, moving on to... 
DC, Wonder Woman is number one again at the box office. Still and you enough. still have not seen it. So ashamed of myself. You should go on timeout for missing that one. I should go sit on, sit on a rock somewhere. It's, it's amazing, and I'm very happy to report that Wonder Woman only dropped 43% in the box office this week. So it's still, it took in $100 million last week. It took in $57 million this week. So yeah. it's killing it at the box office, and it's deservingly so because the movie is amazing. I, Like I said last week, it's something that you need to see. <laughs> please be, let, uh, let Justice League be good for their sake. No. We gotta, like, please let it be good. Because no. if Justice League is bad, it, it all I'll good. be the first one to come on here that weekend and say, listen, I, I've been wrong for two years. But I don't, or a year and a half. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't get the, I don't get the, I have no excitement. I don't get the excitement feel from from that, as opposed to like Wonder Woman. Um, now, do you think the hype, oh, not the hype, but the, the allure of Wonder Woman is that more of the character or more of Gal and her? I think it's I guess Gal. Her, yeah, like her. I, think her it's Gal. I mean, she kills this role. Like, I don't expect this to be an Oscar performance or something that's going to get nominated for an award or anything like that, but. It is. She knocks it out of the ballpark. Is she kind of falls under the lines of like when Heath Ledger was announced, mm-hmm. when Ben Affleck was announced, and they killed it. I think she's one of those that like, oh, a model. She's gonna play a superhero, and yeah. then you kind of got a tease of it with Batman v Superman, but then you come full circle with with Wonder Woman, and you're like, oh, this is she's good. She's like really good. Yeah, I mean, Ben did a good job as Bruce Wayne. I think he's great. As, yeah. I think he does both. But I well. think Gal is just like the number one talent yeah, right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Even like I, I mean, I've heard fantastic things about her performance. But even like outside of the film, we're getting all these great memes of her. Like she, her charisma is just so out there that people just want. To she's music. Yeah. Her charisma is so on, on point. Yeah, I think that she, if Justice League doesn't do good, that she just focus on Wonder Woman. Well, on Batman. Kind of build off of that, or if they want to rebuild again. At the end of the day, I think Wonder Woman will always will always now. As long as she plays a role, will be a focal point of DC. Yeah. But you also have, if they this doesn't work, you have their mainstay is Batman, which has been their most profitable in the, at the box office. So if this doesn't work, and Justice League fails, and they keep want they you know they do this until 2020, I think when Green Lantern comes out. After that, if that doesn't work, we call it a day, and we just worry about, about those three. three. I have no interest in yeah. any. Like, am it's, I... it's gonna be better than the the, the last one, but not it. It's funny because the only one that I'm actually looking forward to, and I love the Flash because it's a TV show, is Aquaman, and that's because of who's directing. Because mm-hmm. James Wan is great with the horror jo- genre, so I can see him doing a good job. I think that like might that. be good just because of how different it's gonna be. But again, I mean, as long as it's not, it doesn't take itself too serious. Yeah, I don't you know how serious can you take this guy talking to fish. Well, we will see how much fish talking will get. I think it's more about. I think they're gonna just make them seem like Poseidon this one. I hope it's not an origin story, and that's what I like about Marvel. Because yeah, this if Wonder Woman should have might have in my opinion should have been the first out of the DCEU. Yeah, but I love how like look at Black Panther. This is the first film we're getting with Black Panther, but it's not an origin story. Exactly. We're already getting an invested universe. So I hope that they eventually just get away from the. From the origin stories, because when the Batman comes out, I don't need to see his parents killed for the 90th time on screen. So, I mean, we've seen it every I, single I Batman movie. I'm done. We know his parents died. I think died. Batman I don't think we're going to see it. I would hope not. Um, I, that movie is different for me, too. Once I hear so much changes in the script and director, 
and, and yeah, reshoots and all that. You know it's filmed June. But yeah. yeah. Um, also coming out this week was The Mummy, which I saw on Friday, and it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's better than I thought it was going to be, so that's good for them. It, what happened? I said it's better than I thought it was going to be. You said it's fine. I, I mean, it's bad. it's really trying to create their own universe. It's kind of what B versus S tried to do. Okay. Like, they were, they let you know, yeah, we're creating this dark universe, and we're letting you know. So it's obviously going to be a sequel, then? Um, no. Okay. Because that's going to extend into, like, the next one. Okay. Which I think is Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, so they do the Mossy universe. Now, there's a little spoiler, n- nothing in terms of the plot, but in terms of how they extend the universe, if you don't want to listen, you can just fast forward about 20 seconds. So, at the end of the movie... Um, they state we're gonna fight this monster with our own mo- with different monsters. A monster must fight a monster, and I'm oh, like, man. boy, that's blatant. Like yeah. you're, you just want to let us know, yeah, there's more coming. So I mean, there, it's fine. It's not. It's better than the third mummy from the different from the different universe uh-huh. with the Brendan Fraser era. I will say I do prefer the Brendan Fraser mummy over this one. Because this one is definitely, instead of being its own film, it's trying to establish the whole universe, and I hate when films do that. So, But it's not something that you should rush out to the theater for. Now, moving on to our main topic, which is the remake. Probably the worst thing going on in Hollywood right now, right? Two top tens today. Two hosts, two top tens. Yes, sir. Is, is Do you think remakes are the worst thing going on right now? I think it's ruining Hollywood a little bit, yeah. It, it's, it feels like we both... Lou and I watch wrestling, uh, WWE, uh-huh. and I think the biggest problem with WWE right now is their script writing. Their writings are the writers are terrible, and I feel like there's no originality at times with their storylines, and they just rehash. They just take what's popular in current, you know, in the current media, and they just throw it into storylines. I feel like the reboot does the same thing in terms of, yeah, we're going to do this again because we have no good ideas. And then, spoiler alert, there's nothing that pisses me off more than when a picture, a movie wins Best Picture, and you make a remake out of it, and it just sucks. Yeah, yeah I got a couple of those on my list. So, with that being said, I personally don't have any honorable mentions. Lou, do you have any honorable mentions? I have for... honorable mentions for uh, Top 10 Best Remakes. Alright, what do you got? I have I Am Legend. I, that's, a re- <laughs> that's a remake? Yeah, there's only a couple of remakes. Mm. Um, from a novel that was written a long time ago, I think it was like the third movie okay. based on that novel. Uh, quarantine, which I'm a huge fan of. Right, I've never seen Quarantine. Uh, it's basically a ripoff of Wreck. If you haven't seen the Wreck movies, okay. Uh, Wreck one and two, they're Spanish films. Um, Wreck one and two were amazing. Three was kind of a uh, three and four were kind of missteps, but one and two were amazing Spanish films. Uh, I would recommend anybody to watch those. Quarantine was basically a ripoff of the first one. And they changed the ending, which I didn't like, so that's why I didn't make my top ten best. Okay. But overall, it's a great, great zombie movie. And my third honorable mention is I Spit in Your Grave, which I was pleasantly surprised with that movie. You know what? You know what? Thinking about it, you're we're talking um, honorable mentions. Uh-huh. Have you Have you seen Let Me In? Yes, uh, that almost been honorable mention. That one will definitely be an honorable mention. I originally, and I went in order with this when I saw the four. I think it was. I think it was Russian or German. I can't remember. It was French. It, it was definitely European. And I was, I was so blown away by it. And I was like, "All right, cool." 
there's a there's a an American version. I'm like, let me actually let me. in my research, I actually um saw that the American one started filming while the other one was in production. Oh like, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know they, they knew it was gonna be so much of a smash that they, they basically it's Swedish. Swedish. So the original is from 2008. It's called Let the Right One In. Yeah, and then the re the the remake is Let Me In. Yeah. And the remake is just as good. Obviously, I recommend to watch the Swedish version first because that movie is, I mean, is more, amazing. It's gory, right? Okay. No, I, Let Me In is a little okay. bit more gory, yeah. But they're both really good. I yeah. highly recommend you guys watch it. Um, and that's pretty much my only honorable mention. This was actually a lot tougher than what I thought it would be. Chloe... What was her name? The actress that was in Let Me In. Oh, it was Chloe. I'd never get her I name forget, right. I forget her last name. She had like two last names. So. Yeah. Um, uh, she's actually somewhere else in my, she's in my, that's Hit Girl. Yeah, she's Hit Girl, but she's in my, one of my worst remakes. <laughs> I'm pretty think, sure you can guess which one I is. think I have an idea of what it is. Oh, I actually don't have her. Uh, well, there you go. Honorable mention for one of my worst remakes. Uh, apparently she didn't make my list. It's, uh, Carrie. I have not seen that. I I saw it, like, a month ago, and yeah, it, it does not serve as the original at all. Do you think... Have you seen the original Carrie? Yeah, I love the original Carrie. Have, do you think maybe, like, Chloe was too pretty for the role? Yeah, she was definitely miscast in that role. Right? Because like, in my head, I'm like, she's, it's like, she's very likable. Yeah. She doesn't play the outcast. Exactly. She doesn't seem like someone that would be an outcast. Well, not necessarily, because kind of in Hit Girl, she was an outcast. But in Hit Girl, she brought, you know, that spunkiness that she needed in that role. But here, I think Carrie was supposed to be more of a, you know, broken down teen uh, but she doesn't, you know, she still looks, like, even when she's angry, she still looks like she's like a regular teen without any problems. And does it end the same way? Uh, with, the, with the grave at the end? Yes and no. Okay. The, 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 I mean, the ending, it, it wasn't a shot for shot remake, but the ending is pretty much the same, but I like the way they did it in their original better. Yeah, same here. I actually didn't expect it. I actually saw Carrie for the first time about like three, four years ago. Okay. I loved it. It's like definitely in my top ten horror films of yeah. all time. It's so good. Um, and it's one of those endings that came out of nowhere for me. But it's kind of like the Halloween ending where it just came out of nowhere. Like yeah. he just disappears and, you know, we go on from there because we talk about Halloween all the time. I'm sure you have horror movies on your worst list. I have plenty, plenty of horror movies. Perhaps. So what we're going to do is we're going to do... We're going to go our top 10 best and worst. So we're not going to do two different sections. When we get to our number 10, we're going to do our worst first, and then we're going to do our best first. Okay. So, so Lou, what, first? Yeah, so Lou, what's your number 10 worst remake of all time? Number 10 worst remake of all time is House on Haunted Hill. Okay. That, I, I played the game. You played the game? Yeah. I, I didn't know there was a game. There's, uh, It's like a Dave and Buster game. Like they, sh- they have the... Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. yeah. that remake was terrible. I, the cast was horrible. Uh... Yeah, it just there was nothing about that movie I liked. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm not the hugest fan of the original, but it's just like if you're gonna make a movie that's just you know make a movie I like, and that that didn't hit the yeah. It's kind of like you're remaking a re- an already All in right your movie. case an already just an okay movie, yeah. and you're just making it worse. It's, it's kind of like it. This is more on the sequel end. Um, have you ever seen The Last Exorcism? Yeah. So, the, the, the title there. says itself, The Last Exorcism. Yeah. But when we get a sequel called The Last Exorcism 2, I'm like, but you really? See, you saw the sequel, right? Yeah, it's terrible. had nothing to do with the first one. This is awful. What the hell, man? So, that's, I, I kind of see... It was see like a completely different movie genre, too. Like, what was the, uh, 
a shaky cam POV movie. When I say oh, it's just straight up, well, you know, traditional horror movie. Oh, I hate POV, so. I love POV. I thought the first one was amazing. I, I love the first National System. And what's your uh, number 10 best? Then my number 10 best one is The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, I absolutely love that movie. It's one of the movies I rewatch at least once a year. It brought so much creepiness um, that translated over from the original. And it just, for like the first time they invade the RV. They're both, yeah, they're yeah. both solid. I think it's one of those cases that, I think, did Wes Craven direct both? Wes Craven, I think, only did the original. I saw, I saw, I'm one of those that's, for this one, I saw the remake before. Uh, yeah, I saw the remake first, I saw the original later, but, uh, I'm not sure if Wes Craven directed both of them. No, he did not. Okay. He did the original, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. And that was the one he did before, and I met Home Street. But, uh, the, the remake, it just kept everything just like the original had. Uh, yeah, every, that whole scene, once you get into the RV, yeah. it's just, like, it's insane. Yeah, I, I, you know, at the time it came out, the visuals got better, so that made the movie even, even more uh, engaging. So that's my number 10. Awesome. What's so number 10 worst? So, my number 10... One of the things I hate is cash cash grabs, okay. especially remake cash grabs. So my number ten is the Pink Panther. Ooh, okay, I, I the, forgot about that one. So Steve Martin was the main uh, was the star in this one, and it's just it didn't work for me. Okay, it's one of those like you knew when the movie came out that it was going to be one of those cash grab situations, yeah. and because of that, you walk into it and you're like, oh yeah, I know what this is trying to do. Okay, and on top of that, I mean, I feel like. Peter Steller, who played, who was the original, uh-huh. it just there was there was something about it that made it work, and you it, you found the character endearing as yeah. opposed to Steve Martin. You were just like, all right, this guy's just, just like goofy. he's just goofy. Yeah. Um, the crazy thing about this is the movie made money, and there was a sequel in two thousand nine. I was actually surprised at that, especially the time it came out. Like, yeah, at that time, Steve Martin wasn't that big of an actor. I think the last the last Steve Martin movie that I really really was into and. I, don't hate me on this one. It's cheaper by the dozen. That's no, I'm not gonna hate you. Not I, I like cheaper by the dozen. Um, but yeah, besides that, there was nothing endearing about that. But my number ten best, I love both of them, which is Ocean's Eleven. Ah, yeah. Ocean's Eleven is great. The original and the remake. I um, when I first saw the movie, the fact that for me it holds a nice place for me is because. That end sequence, when you find out how they did everything, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, that's very fucking creative. Yeah. So, every time I watch it, I, it's just like, wow, this is really good. And it's one of those, I love Frank Sinatra. Yeah. So, any anything that Frank Sinatra does that's remade, I'm always like, hmm. Yeah. So, when I was able to see this, and I was able, and I loved it, and I love George Clooney was cast perfectly yeah, in this. Yeah, did a good job. Yeah, so that's my number my number 10. Awesome. So we're going to number 9. Yes, sir. My number 9 worst movie is One Miss Call. That's, that's a, a remake. That's a remake from a Japanese movie. How, I've never seen that either. No, you don't want to see that movie. Um, it's basically, think of it as a, a poor man's uh, final destination. So everyone dies? Basically, like, uh, yeah, it's kind of those movies that if you get a phone call, you die kind of thing. So, it, it was, it's like they combined Final Destination and The Ring and gave no life to any character. You didn't care about anybody. Um, 
it was just nothing about that movie made you want to watch it again. It wasn't even that scary to be honest. So, what is nowadays? <laughs> there's a feet beer and there's some things that are decently scary, but that's true. But it's, as far as the Japanese remake, that's one of the worst. What year was that? That's a good question because I think that that was around the time where I think that's around the time where the ring came out. So it's one. Of, it's around the time where everything was being yeah, remade, especially Japanese movies. So that came out. That was in two two thousand and eight. So yeah, that that's that's yeah. pretty much around the time where everything is getting remade, yeah. and you're like, you, I can only imagine that anything around that time that was remade is usually garbage. Yeah, no, this movie was exceptional garbage. Um, even like the, the like the ghosts we got, Aaron, they were like it, it looked like extras from like the thriller <laughs> music video. Yes, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that eye catching. It was just a waste of a movie, basically. So that's why it's our number nine. And your number nine best is what? <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I wish guys was here for this. Uh, I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, but my number nine best movie is Halloween. <laughs> hold up! Remember when I said I was gonna watch it last week? Hold up! Hold, hold, hold up! Hold up! I I think it's fine. Uh huh. I don't think you know. I'm not guy. G hates it. I know. I don't hate it. I think it's just fine. Really? It's number nine because you don't think as much be- as you guys hate the backstory. I thought that's it- the like I don't hate the backstory. I knew that like when I watched Halloween, I I hoped that it was different. I didn't want a shot for shot remake because yeah. that doesn't work. But I, do they have to be trailer trash? Well, I mean, kind of were. Well, not really. Not like yeah, Michael, not, not you know it's Rob Zombie. They're gonna be trailer. Trash. Everything is trailer trash yeah. for Rob Zombie. I, just, I, I I feel like, I know people hate the backstory. They don't want to. They don't want to have empathy towards Michael because kind of what the backstory gives you. I'm gonna cut you off there and say I feel bad for him. Yeah, that's what it, it basically that was that, because if they're supposed make to feel. make you not feel bad for him, I totally feel bad for him because it was like like no, that's what they were supposed to do. I, I saw an interview with okay. Zombie. That's what they were supposed to do. But. Okay. Most people don't want that. You know, they just want to be a, a scared of Michael. Yeah. But I just thought it, it just added to the character, something that we never got before in any of the Halloween movies. So it was kind of unique from there. And in my opinion, it's probably the best looking Michael. Like that mask. Tyler, yeah, that mask was the incredible. one that's destroyed, right? Yeah. When he gets older. I Michael, will say this. It's a little cheesy and convenient that when the sister is like hooking up with her boyfriend, yeah. he's wearing the mask. Yeah. And I think it's a little cheesy when he kills his sister, he has the mask on. The first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And then I re I rewatch it every year, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, it's cool, I guess, but like, it's a little, it's a little cheesy, like inconvenient." But yeah. I 100% agree with you. When he's Michael Myers, like the Michael Myers yeah. we know, oh yeah, I think he has a great look. Um, and I also like that he has the long hair too. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it that I do like yeah, it's him with the long hair. Kind of reminds me of a cane kind of character. Yeah, I know in the original, when they finally show his face at the end of the first one, uh-huh. it's more of like this good-looking kid that yeah. you're like, how can this good-looking kid do this? Yeah. But in this one, you're like, no, nah, we're going we're gonna, like, to yeah, make this guy psycho. look like yeah. a psycho. I mean, it wouldn't be my 10, but I definitely, you know... I'm, also with that. Oh, I'm what's up? Back to another Rob Zombie, but a, a movie that didn't make my top 10 best or worst, but it's floating out there, the Friday the 13th. I didn't oh, think no. it was bad, but that was the generation of my top ten. I, I don't think that was that bad either. 
I met the guy that plays Jason, uh-huh. and that one, Derek Mears, and he's a, such a nice guy. It breaks my heart to say that that movie sucks so bad. I, got, I love the one I'm going to revisit, but I remember not hating it. You're going to love this first sequence, and I love the first sequence, because it sets everything up perfectly. It does a good yeah. job. But there's no one likable in that movie. What was it? I mean... Like, all the teenagers in the movie, they're not like. Was there anybody like in the original? Because they were kind of like the... the in the kind of, original Friday the 13th? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're the kind of costumes that really fucked over Jason, so... Well, they aren't the ones that did it, because it takes place, like, years later. Yeah, I didn't find anybody like in the original, either. Not even Kevin Bacon? Yeah, basically, if, if, if you want to talk about a straightforward slasher movie, it's Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's just, you don't care who dies, you just want to see people die. I mean, the twist in part one is so a great yeah. twist. That is, that, is, that is a good twist. Like, um, I actually wouldn't they, have... They didn't do that in the remake, right? No, they okay, did not. Okay. I actually wouldn't have minded if they actually went through with that in the first one, in the remake, and just made the, you know, spoiler, if you haven't seen Friday the 13th, the, yeah, the mother of the killer. But, I mean, I understand. Jason is the iconic figure, so you have to throw that yeah. throw that out, throw that out. Um, not, I mean, I give, you, I give you props for throwing Hollywood in there. That's a good topic to debate all the time. Yeah, I mean, maybe next week when GG comes back on, we'll discuss that even further. But awesome. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, I mean, I'm with it's you. Definitely not, it's definitely not as good as the original, especially. Oh, no, we're near the, the original, especially when it comes to how creepy his ambiance was throughout the movie. But as far as like a story, overall I story, think because if you really look at the first one, he kills on screen. He kills his sister, and he kills everybody but Lori and the kids. Basically, he kills only like three people. The two, the two that were having sex. Yeah. And... And Annie. And Annie, yeah. That's it. Okay. But it makes it seem like it's more because of just the, the you know, the the tone that, that yeah. and the atmosphere that Carpenter sets. With the zombie, he's like, we're going to show you how bad he kills these people. Yeah. So that's a big difference between zombie it's, it's, and the It's different ambiance, but the story was good to me. Yeah. So moving on to mind number nine. Mind number nine worst is the day the earth stood, stood still. Yeah. The original was in 1951. Yeah, Jaden Smith made my list somewhere too. And Keanu Reeves, it's just no. Yeah. And that's another movie that made money. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Special effects, uh, science fiction movies always made money. It, I did, that movie did nothing for yeah, me. I mean, yeah. And the, the thing is, in the 50s, you had an undercurrent of threat, and like paranoia. Yeah. But like, now in 2008, there was a different sense. Yeah. So that's another reason I don't think them trying to you know, remake this particular movie for the time, it did not fit at all. So I never, it was nothing that I ever rewatched. I think it was a one, one and done for me. Yeah, me too. I only watched it once and didn't really feel like rewatching that again. Now my number, my number nine uh, best might surprise you because I'm sh- not sure if you knew it was a remake, but True Lies. I did not know that was a remake. Yep, it's a remake from a 1991 film called La. Don't kill me if I pronounce it wrong. La Totale. La Totale. I mean, I True Lies is badass. It's Jamie. I, is it Jamie Lee Curtis? Is probably my second favorite performance of hers, next to Halloween, of course. Uh-huh. And Arnold is Arnold. I think in an, in in a decade that he did all these, you know, he did Terminator, which he was great, and the Predator. And, I mean, he went away and did Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I love Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop is great. This is just, like, it's just fun. And it's it's a movie that, I mean, I don't know. Do you watch it? 
Have you seen it lately, or is I it one of those? Lately, but I have fond memories of that movie. It was, it, it was pretty funny in Judas. As soon as I found out it was a remake, I was like, "That was the or, that was the original original to get to the chopper, right?" No, we never get this right. I think that was yeah, that, that was Predator. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, this movie was the original. So another one of his lines, but I forgot what it was. I did research on that because I didn't. I you know I felt I felt really bad not knowing that. So yeah, the it was movie a, definitely added something to Arnold's repertoire of quotes. But I forgot yeah, what a it was. good, mo- a great movie. Yeah, no, I'm talking about his quotes. It added something to it, but I forgot what it was. But yeah, the uh, True Lies is a fan favorite. Yeah, it's one of probably his best films after Terminator to me. Yeah, so, I yeah, agree with that. It's my number nine. Moving awesome. on, to, moving on to eight. Where is your worst? Uh, speaking of Jaden Smith, I'm gonna number eight worst movies. Is the karate oh, the Karate Kid. Kid. I like first the Karate all, Kid. First of all, I honestly, honestly, is not a bad movie. What makes it my number eight worst remake is that it's called the Karate Kid, and throughout the movie, he's learning kung fu. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I might. Yeah, I might retract changed, my they, statement. They changed it. Look, first of all, the movie wasn't bad. But how are you going to have a movie called The Karate Kid and he's learning Kung Fu the whole time? And the iconic Wax On, Wax Off got replaced with Jacket On, Jacket Off. Like, come on. It's Jackie Chan. Everybody, everybody who remembers The Karate Kid remembers Wax On, Wax Off. But yeah, that overall, the movie wasn't a bad movie that everybody says, but just those two elements. I don't think it's terrible. No, it wasn't terrible, but just those two elements, as far as a remake, it was bad for that. I think the biggest problem with that movie is that Jaden Smith is not likable and Ralph Macchio is. I didn't mind Jaden Smith in that movie. I, really? I just, as far as, like, I you don't... know, it was a kid coming from America to the United States. I mean, to, to, to China, China. And I, he was fine in that role. Do you uh, like Jackie Chan in it? I love Jackie Chan in it. It's just the fact that you can't, you honestly can't have a movie called a Karate Kid while you're in the couple. It makes no sense. <laughs> Absolutely no sense. Like, what about your best? Uh, my best number eight is the fly. All right, um, I got I gotta hold on that one. You gotta hold on that. Oh, one? So but, I uh, absolutely love the fly. The fly. I mean, the original was good. Uh, I'm not but, the hugest fan of black and white movies, but it was a good movie. But that, but that one, the just the the effects that they added to it from that time. I will was, I yeah. will mention that later. So I'm gonna call you out. You don't like black and white movies. I, I don't like them that much. Depends on them. I like Psycho. I like The Fly. Oh, I gotta, I gotta put you on to some black and white movies then. Okay. Casablanca. I've seen Casablanca. Oh, it's one of the, yeah, it's one of the best, best movies ever made. Yeah. But um, I'm not gonna run to my TV and watch a black and white movie nowadays. Though. That's the only thing. It depends what it is. It depends what it is. Like I, I mean, I own over. Um, t- what, what movie recently came out black and white? Uh, Logan. I do want to watch that in black. And white. I have it in black and white too. So. Is it good? Both ways are f- amazing. Yeah, I mean, I would not this. I mean, I'm more in the past three, four years. I think Jen for this one, I've really gotten into a lot of old films. Yeah. So, I mean, I watch as many old films as I can. I still gotta get into them. But it's, an indi- it's like I don't know. There's something about the black and white. For me, black and white is more of an artistic tool. Like Psycho did a great job with black and white, especially with the shower scene. And so, and and because especially when it's dark, when you know that's blood, but you don't really see the red. Yeah. We'll get into the second one. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, now, my number eight. I don't know if you've seen this. My uh, worst is The Haunting. Never even seen that. No, what is that? The so, ha- the, the Haunting is a remake of... Oh! Is that, no, I think I'm thinking of... Not what, what were you going to say? Is that the one with the... No, I'm, I'm thinking of The Invasion. 
Oh, the invasion yeah. just missed my list. Yeah, it's an honorable mention. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, no, no. Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a great movie. I'm sorry. No, but the invasion was a remake of that. The invasion? It was a remake of that. So. Oh, was it? Yeah, it came out in 2004, I believe. That was, that was pretty bad. So, The Haunting is a horror movie. And check this cast out. Yeah. Like, I guess the reason it pissed me off is it's actually a good cast. You have Liam Neeson. Okay. You had Owen Wilson, you had Bruce Stern, you had Lily Taylor, you had Catherine Zeta-Jones, okay. and the movie is terrible. How? It's... What's it about? So, I'll read you the exact premise for you. Really? It's a remake of, like I stated before, 1963 original, and it's about a team of paranormal experts who look into the strange occurrences in an ill-fated house. And it's a typical haunted you, house. You've seen this in a movie about paranormal investigators in a house? Yeah. Why have I not watched this movie? I mean, you'd probably love it. I probably would. Um, and basically, it's one of those, like, haunted houses. It's kind of like, um, but not anywhere near as good. Um, I personally like American Horror Story this year with the haunted, with the Ranoki year. Yeah, yeah. So, it's kind of like, you're in the haunted house, you gotta make it through the night, because shit's gonna go down. Okay. And it's just, it was a piss poor remake, and it's just one of those, it kind of started, it's one of those that kind of started, because this movie came out, The Haunting came out in 1999. Okay. So it's a little bit before the remake thing started, but if you watch this, it kind of this kind of could be like the, the uh, little bit of evidence that you're like, you shouldn't make remakes. Not all of them are going to be good. Yeah, I would say probably I was trying to be very, you know, fair to the horror genre with this, but I think horror has the worst remakes out of any genre. It, it's it's yeah, it's being you know I'm trying to be fair and give every genre like do by picking some good and bad out of it but i think horror when you look at the long the, yeah. the long scope of it i think it has the worst there's one i haven't seen it probably would have made my list if i seen it but it's uh, the blair witch i still haven't seen the new one though oh i think apparently that is a sequel what they had the a sequel first the sequel one terrible. i think it's an ori- because the second one has nothing to do with the first i, I it don't did, but it like completely flipped the whole movie oh yeah it made it like supernatural Oh, that's terrible. But, uh, yeah, I thought this was just a remake of the first one. Like, the one that came I out. I didn't see the, the new one, so that's a... We'll get back to that. G, that's, that's, on, that's on you next week. There you go. Now, my number eight... Best. ...is The Man Who Knew Too Much. So, what's crazy about this one is it's a remake of a 1934 film, which is directed by the same guy. Oh, oh, that's unique. So, Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock, uh-huh. directed the original... And the remake. Good for Hitchcock, man. So I personally love the remake. Um, it's kind of the the reason I think it, it's even better is because by then Hitchcock was Hitchcock. You know what I mean? In nineteen thirty four, in nineteen thirty four, he was finding his style and what we you know he, he eventually became the master of suspense. But with this, when he got to here, it was it was amazing. It's his style was. Um, refined any he, he had bigger budget and the cast i love anything that jimmy stewart does so him being cast as the lead was something great um and there was a the comedic touch in the movie he had a lot of comedy to it i think if you see any hitchcock film with jimmy stewart in it you're going to see that there's always a little bit of comedy in it because jimmy just was so great with his timing um anytime i could add hitchcock to the list i will and yeah, the man knew too much is definitely one of Hitchcock's. Is it my ten, my top ten Hitchcock great greatest films? You know, that's, a, that's the only time I'm gonna live. I gotta direct it and remake it one more. 
Yeah, I think so. I'm at least, it's definitely that's the only time on my list. Yeah. What about you? Well, moving on to number seven. Number seven. Uh, a movie actually was okay when I was a kid, and then I grew up. You see how horrible it is, and that's Godzilla. <laughs> that was a terrible movie. Dude, and it, I, I remember how popular it was in the nineties. Like it was everywhere. We had lunchboxes. Do you remember? Posters. You're in, you're into hip hop like I am. Uh-huh. Do you remember that Diddy song? Which one about Godzilla? Yeah, he had a song about Godzilla. And he had the song of the movie. No man, I actually haven't seen the movie forever. Like it was the music video was everywhere. I gotta revisit this. Oh, yeah, you gotta check that out. It's, it's, the music video has, like, Godzilla in the music video. Oh, my God. It's kind of like uh, when we, we used to talk this, about this. Was this uh, Shiny Suit, uh, did he? Uh, it was in 98. So it might have been Shiny oh Suit. Shiny I think, suit he, has a, I think he, has a, he has a black Shiny Suit in this Oh, one. my God. It's kind of like, um, we always joke about it, the uh, Alicia Dragon. Oh, yes, Alicia Dragon. Was... But this the Cisco <laughs> video. <laughs> when he he's, a, he's a dragon by breakdancing. Exactly. It's <laughs> so, I'm with you on Godzilla, and it's a little bit higher on my list. Spoiler alert, but keep if you. Yeah, keep. But, uh, you have a movie based on a giant uh, lizard invading New York, and you're gonna have all low shots. Incredible directing. It, and the worst thing is, he looks like a T Rex. Yeah, it don't look anything like Godzilla. It look like yeah, like a T Rex. So it's and Matthew Broderick is awful yeah, in that movie. That was the worst performance ever. And did, did it make any money? It did. I told you it was everywhere. Especially merchandising, it made money. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think we were, we were going to get a sequel until, like, nah. Until they said, no, no. this movie is terrible. Yeah. I mean, if you... I I guess they wanted to make it look more like a dinosaur because Jurassic Park was so popular. Well, the new one did way better as far as... Well, yeah, and looked what it was supposed... I mean, it did the best Even the could. story overall. The new, I love the new one. Yeah, I like the new one. A lot of people don't. But I like it. I mean, I thought it was an overall good movie. I was loving it until, spoiler alert... Brian Cranston dies like twenty five minutes into the movie. I didn't mind that. Like, I, I think it's just because you're a Brian Cranston fan. Uh, no, I love Brian Cranston, but like, yeah. I think he would have been a more interesting main character. He would have been. He would, so yeah, he did his thing around. That was my. Around. That was a little bit of my issue. I, I mean, which one did you perform more? Uh, uh, that's where I was gonna. Yeah. In terms of what in this was, Skull Island? Island. Skull Island. Skull Island. I'm not gonna lie. I thought Khan was. For me, there were different movies, but completely different. Yeah. But I guess I felt... You know, I think I might prefer Skull Island better, too. Just as far as, like... I guess I was more of a King Kong fan than a Godzilla fan. I was more of a Godzilla fan, but as far as the characters within the movie, I'd probably go with Skull Island. Either one, no. I think the movie had the same issue, is that neither of the characters were very well developed. You really care about anybody. I wrote that in my... When I reviewed Godzilla a few... I mean, uh, Skull Island a few months back, the first thing I noticed, I was like, oh, it's good, I enjoyed it. But no one was really developed very That's well. True. So, number seven, good one, right? Best, yes. Uh, the most recent, The Evil Dead movie. I know, technically, people say it's not a remake. But the people who made the movie say it's a remake. So, it's a remake to me. But uh, I thought it was spectacular. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, it brought elements from the first one. And it kind of brought this unique touch to the time that it came out. It was, And the visuals were astounding. Especially that one scene where she was um, licking the knife and it was tongue squid. That was like, oh, I love Evil Dead. And I, I, the reason I left it out is because we have a horror month in October. Yeah. And I want to give props to it then. Okay. But I love the remake of Evil Dead. It's one of those that, yeah, it's different. But I love the effects in that movie. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really good. 
really well done. Um, moving on to my number seven. My worst is Clash of the Titans from 2010. So the original was in 1981. But I think around this time is the... Um, the one where I need to listen to God, right? Or Zeus. Is the Sam Worthington era. Yeah. So this guy was in... Seemed to be in a lot of shit yeah, back yeah. in the late 2000s. I remember good. I mean... What was good? I think Avatar is very overrated. But, I mean, if I had to say... If we're going to do Avatar, he wasn't even the best part of that movie. No, he wasn't at all. Exactly. So, he was just in... He was in Terminator Salvation the year before that. the worst Terminator movie. I still think Genesis is worse. No. The last one? Yeah. No. Not even close. That was way worse. I... Really? Genesis had a way better story than that one. I actually discussed with a listener this week. um, Shout out to Georgie. He um, thinks three is the worst. Out of all of them, nah, three was okay. I I told him the same thing. Yeah. I guess he just he didn't like the Terminatrix. So for, me, for me, three and two were like the same movie, kind of. No, well, kind no, of two bit. so much better. No, two is better, but it felt like they were just trying to capture the thing, the the, the, magic the same, yeah, the yeah. same magic. Put it but as I don't think they did a bad job with it, but yeah. The, I guess my issue with three is I hate the ending because yeah, it kind of disqualifies everything that happens in 2 because Judgment Day is inevitable. And yeah. I'm like, oh, really? And then you don't even touch on it by making another sequel. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. reboot the fucking whole franchise. But yeah, going back to uh, Clash of the Titans, I saw it, uh, and I was like, yeah, this shit is not good. I mean, I I don't think Sam Worthington is a very good actor, so I think that might be where the issue comes in for me. And it's nothing... It's When your main protagonist is not likable, then... Your whole movie is gonna go to shit for the most part. Yeah, that, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really relate to him at all. So, and around that time, he also did Macbeth. He did The Great Breed. He was like all over the place. He did Man on a Ledge. I got, and then Hollywood really trying to make him like a thing. And Clash of the Titans was another one of these bad movies that made a lot of money. It made a hundred and sixty-three million dollars, and it got a sequel. Yeah, that and was- it goes into like the the. The thing that we were stating before, like, it doesn't matter how bad a movie is of a remake, they're going to keep remaking remakes because these movies eventually, for some reason, make money. Yeah, I mean, Clash, the original Clash of the Titans was one of the ones I watched a lot when I was little. That was a great movie. Uh, I always tend to like uh, the Medusa scene, it was a classic scene for mm-hmm. me. And I'm, I forgot they did something with the, the new one with the Medusa scene that I didn't like. They probably they CGI'd it. No, they CGI'd the crap out of it, but it was just like, it, it didn't have the same magic as the original. I think because we're old school with certain things. I personally, yeah, CG, CGI is a big part of movies nowadays, but I'm such a big fan of You know what it was? Life. I think it was her cave. Because I know in the original, her cave was like really dark and it gave you the essence of fear. Like, oh, something really lives out here that you want to be down here for. And I think in a new one, it was like all like shiny and, you know. It looked like a palace. Yeah, instead of, of what yeah, it... Yeah, no. It, it, it took away all that magic from that scene. Well, you're not wrong there. Yeah. And then, talking about another spectrum of a remake, my number seven best remake is The Ring. Okay. So, for those that aren't aware, The Ring is a remake of the 1998 Japanese film, right? Ringu. Ringu. Yeah. I saw this movie probably my freshman year, freshman, sophomore year of college, and I was... I was like, oh, a remake, joy. So I, I sit down, watch it. And I was like, oh shit, this is really good. Yeah. It made me, it made me um go out and uh, watch the sequel. 
And then, yeah, and then, cool. like an hour and a half later, I regretted watching yeah. the sequel. Um, I just kept that in one movie. Yeah, it's it was so. I just like the concept of you watch a tape seven days later, you're gone. Yep. And the girl is so creepy. Yeah, she was. When she comes out of the television, it's just a creepy, very creepy um, uh, scene. Anytime she comes out, the sequel, I, I, it was just trying to rehash on what they did in the first one. And it just didn't work. The I've never seen Ringu though. Have you seen Ringu? I've seen Ringu. Is it uh, similar with her look? Is it similar? It is similar. Uh, if we're gonna talk about the Japanese horror movies, here we go. Ring, the Ring is probably the best Japanese uh, remake. And I, this is a movie that didn't make my list for either one, but The Grudge. Okay. Um, I felt like the Japanese Grudge was better than the Japanese Ring, but the American Ring was better than the American Grudge. Okay. That makes sense. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, it's one of those that just got... Re- another sequel was released this year. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. I, G reviewed it for the site, and apparently it's terrible. Uh, I, 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 yeah. From the trailer, the trailer didn't do anything. It looked, it looked kind of like they were trying to just capture the magic of the... Of the it of looked... The yeah, it looked trashy. I yeah. did, did not do anything. It made no money. So kind of the same thing that the Blair Witch Project. It was kind of just like it was there, and then we forget about it. Like this horror movie, let's do it again. There was like no magic to it. I think this might be a good thing because if these horror remakes keep failing, then we might not get any anymore. Because I mean, the only reboot I'm looking forward to in terms of horror is Halloween. They're rebooting it again next year. Who's doing it? John Carpenter. He's not direct. He's not directing, but, but he's involved. I think I believe he's writing. So he okay. or he's either writing or create or helping with creative. But the fact that he's involved again after almost forty years, it's it's a good yeah. thing. So I'm hoping we get that aura that we were talking about earlier. Just the the menacing, like he's there, but you know, when he's not, the yeah, it's something that I mean. Did they bring a horror aspect instead of a gore aspect? I'm not, I'm like, I'm over the gore porn. Yeah. And that's what Saw did. Look at that. Saw was the one that started the gore porn thing. Let's take away substance of story and just say, how, what way can we kill this person and that person? That was a huge trend. But, uh, I've mentioned this before, but another horror movie I want to see remake is Candyman. Where's that remake? I don't want to see that. I want to see that. I didn't even like the first one. I feel like a remake would be better. This is one of those things where I think a remake will already help that movie. When I was, they do it right. When I was in grammar school, there is a thing, like, you know, we talk about movies that we weren't able to see because of our age or whatever. And I met Oshie. No, I saw that really early, actually. That was my... I, I didn't see that until, like, very late. But Candyman, I think I was in fifth grade, fourth or... Probably fourth or fifth grade, and it was, like, there was a guy that was a little older than us that uh, was in our class or whatever, and he had seen it, and he was like, oh, but you need to go and say Candyman three times, and he was, like, like putting fear in us and yeah. shit. And... I guess I, I held out on watching that movie because of it. <laughs> and then when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is fine. There's nothing crazy. It's kind of like, um, I know I might get shit for this, but Leprechaun, I always thought was it kinda, fine. It kind of has that. that same it was a little bit overrated. Well, like, well, I think that the ending of that movie kind of killed it. Of what? Which one? The Candyman. Okay. Um, like the, the, I think we've talked about this before, but I'm going to say, like, the, the whole premise of Candyman throughout like, the first two-thirds of the movie and he, how how mysterious he was and everything like he was like an urban legend kind of thing, but he was like real at the same time. Yeah, it was fascinating until you get to like the end and you go to like his lair, 
and it becomes like way too supernatural than it should be. Yeah. Kind of, if they remake it right, I think that movie could work nowadays. And also depends who plays them too. That too. So I mean, we shall see if it gets made. At this point, Ooh, you know it could be a good Candyman. Who? Mahershala uh, Ali. Mahershala. Mahershala. Uh, yeah. Everybody could do it. He would be a good Candyman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just won an Oscar. Might as well. You start that campaign. Hashtag Mahershala for Candyman. Yeah, that's actually not a bad. That's a very good. That's a very good yeah, one. You know, that, that movie will make money. So moving on to your to number six. What is your number six worst? My number six worst. Let me think. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh! Don't tell me you like that movie. No, wait. Hold up. I really got to defend this movie. Why? I don't hate it at all. How do you not hate that movie? All right, here's my thing. I like Freddie Highmore, Norman Bates in, in uh-huh. the new Bates Motel. He's pretty. He's very endearing as Charlie, and that's the only one that you really have to give a shit about. Okay. You don't care about these other kids because they're all assholes yeah. anyway. All right, here's my... That's, okay, I'll give you that. That's the only good part of the movie. Okay, so... Do not defend Johnny Depp. Wait, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I know he's trying to be like Michael Jackson. That scenes, was, yeah. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, that was a very poor man, Michael Jackson. Well, yeah, but I didn't, I don't know. The only thing I really hated was the Oompa Loompas. Oompa Loompas are terrible. How do you take away that magic? There's, they're the, one of the most likable things exactly. in the original. You make them robot clones? I think the problem with this one is that you compare Johnny Depp to Gene Wilder's performance, and it's ooh, night and day. Yeah. So. Like, he didn't even come close. It was different. It was way too different. I feel like it was, I know how people are like, oh, it's the same thing. But no, it's like, not. It's not no, no, the same no, no. I'm thing. talking about like when people say like critique remakes. Some people say it's too much of the same, but I feel like this was too different. Yeah, you got to find a medium somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't think he was the worst thing. I know uh, that. I, I know you're not on the. You're not alone on this. I know Jen hates the because I, I think we've talked about this before, and I told her that I don't think it's terrible. I think it was the worst performance. Oh, I think there's plenty of other garbage that he makes nowadays. Well, there is. I think for me, that's the worst. Oh, I'm so surprised. Yeah. Did you like anything? Like, visually? Is there anything? I mean, the visuals were great for the time. Yeah, it was going to be better than the original one, but it didn't capture that magic at I all. I mean, I love Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, yeah. so I... I... So it didn't capture that... Like, especially with the first one, it always gave you, like, that background of, like, creepiness. Even though it was a kid's movie. Like, this one was just, like... Every time he talked, it took away from that creepiness. It was like, who is this guy? This one tried to be creepy, the other one didn't. Yeah. It just gave that vibe. Yeah, I get what you mean. And but what's your number six best? My you hurt my heart is... with Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> well, you like this one. It's uh, Ocean's Eleven. All right, cool. You have a little higher than yeah. I do. All right. I, I enjoyed the Rat Pack movie. Uh, and this is one of those things that the remake actually made it better, even though the first one was a good movie. This one was just way better. I, I, the cast is incredible. Clooney did his thing. Uh, Brad Pitt, Bernie Mac, uh, even Don Cheetah was a star for this movie. Like, Don Cheetah's so fun. Yeah. I love him. He, like, this whole, like, it was one of those things where, like, this was better than a good movie. Did you like Andy Garcia as the villain? I, yeah, I like Andy Garcia. I, I like him as well. He's one of those, um, one of those actors that seem to have gotten better as he's yeah, and gotten we, older. And the original one, we didn't get no Ocean Soul with the team, the original. No. Okay, so that. Okay, all the sequels to that series. And I don't hate the sequels either. Me neither. Because, I mean, if you want to... I prefer 13 over 12. Yeah. I don't know. Like we stated before in our trilogy episode, I love uh, Al Pacino, so that's 
you know, cool. him being the villain is, is a good thing. Yeah, of course. All right, so my number six is Nightmare on Elm Street, 2010 mm, remake. That is... For me. You, oh, you have it higher? Yeah, well, we'll get to that later. There's reasons. I think you'll... You won't, you know, hate me for it. Okay. So, I think we can both agree that it's just one of the worst possible remakes. Rooney Mara, who plays Nancy in this, yeah. has even stated it's one of the most depressing, you know, films she's ever made in terms of, like, she hated making it. Yep. So, I, when I, I was very excited to see a new Freddy, but when I saw that new Freddy, yeah. and as much as I love Watchmen, it's one of those, like, ah, he's not Robert Englund. Yeah, that's a huge difference. And it, it's the number one thing that's going on when I'm working with him. That he's not Robert Englund. And he didn't... It's not even that it's the same actor, it's just the way he portrayed the character. And it's not... Well, yeah, he was a child molester, and that's the biggest difference. Like, Freddy was a child killer. None of them are right. Whatever. But you make Freddy from this vicious murderer to a creepy perv, you kind of like, you know, there's there's nothing to... It's it's just, you don't feel bad for any of these... uh, the parents, because in, in Nightmare on Elm Street, they kind of made the parents look like assholes for killing Freddy instead of just getting him arrested. Because they, they burnt the house down that he lived in and all that stuff. Like, either way, he's wrong in what he did, obviously. But in terms of charisma, there's no charisma there with at all. At all. Robert Anglin turned the character and turned it into the horror villain with the most personality. We have two that don't talk. We have three iconic, we can agree, three iconic horror villains. Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, and... Friday. Yep. Two don't talk. Never. And it, even like, I know people hate the movie, but Freddy vs. Jason. I like Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. I hate every, I hate, alright, I'll retract that. I love everything involving Freddy and Jason. I hate the cast, especially the girl from, I, I always forget, Kelly Rowland? Kelly Rowland? She, she, oh, she was in that movie. She was awful. Yeah. But, uh, could you imagine, like, okay, that's something. Could you imagine that movie with that Freddy from the new one? No, it would have been a horrible no. movie. Because even in this one, Freddy was funny. Yeah, that's what, that's what, like he's creepy, but he's funny. Yeah, and in the new one, he was just he was trying to be way too creepy. And he developed from part one to New Nightmare. He always developed. I think the one he was never um, New Nightmare was, surprising, new nightmare was surprising, fantastic. Surprising yeah, I think New Nightmare is up there for me. It's just to me, it's probably my second or third favorite in the franchise. High school, high school, when I actually first saw the movies, like in like mid high school, I actually saw them back to back to back, and you know they kind of steadily declined a little bit. And then when I saw New Nightmare, I was like, "Wow, that was refreshing." Do you? It's funny that we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. When you talk about look at part two, you've seen all of them, there, right? Yeah. You know, there's like the hidden agenda with part two, calling it like the gay Nightmare on Elm Street. Really? Do you remember that? No. Yeah, I mean, we can talk that was about the one with the bus, right? Or yeah. Yeah. If you look at it and watch it, there's like I think a website devoted to this. Wow. Yeah, you should check it and you should rewatch it, and then we should knows. like we can have a full on discussion we'll about that. G, you got some homework. And in terms of my number six best, that is True Grit. True Grit. I've heard of this. So True Grit was originally True Grit was originally a 1969 film. Oh, it's the Western. Yes. Oh, that was, yeah, no, the remake was good. Was so, good. the remake, uh, well, the original starred John Wayne, which got him a Golden Globe and Academy Award for Best Actor. And the new one was, um, what's his name? 
the remake? Yeah, the remake. The remake is Jeff Bridges. Yes. Controversial. I think Jeff Bridges did a better job. No, even though he had his go to go, I feel like Jeff Bridges did a better job. Well, you know what the thing is? I think John Wayne that performance was one of those like because the Oscars love doing this. It's just a career award. Yeah, and they just gave it to him because the movie's really good. I personally do like the original. I like I love both of them. I mean, it was the same performance. Like he acted like him. I think visually he looked like a better character. Looked more like a badass. You mean? I mean, no one's no one's uh, better than the Duke at looking like a badass. Exactly. But um, what's great about this one? It's directed and written by the Coen Brothers. Yep. And when the Coen Brothers do something, you're gonna pay to see it. Yep. And everyone, everyone's really good in it. I love um, Haley Steinfeld is in it, and she's really really good in it. Uh, Matt Damon's in this too. A few Matt Damon movies I like. A few Matt Damon movies. Few Matt Damon movies. Is he on the Drew Barrymore? No, 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 no. I, I would say I like, from Matt Damon, I like little, little below 50% of his movies. Oh, man. Did, yeah. you, like, did you like The Martian? Yeah. I'm okay with The Martian. I love The Martian. I'm okay with The Martian. It's, it's not bad to me, but it's not. I mean, Goodwill is, he started. Not that they put it on to watch it. I, I, I really enjoyed The Goodwill was good. And The Bourne. I love The Bourne stuff. It, some of them. I, the first, the three. first one, and I think the last. The one. last, I think all of them are good, except the the one I really had a hard time with was the one he wasn't in. Oh, the one with uh, Hawkeye. Yes. So yeah, it's if have you you seen the, this version of it, right? Yeah. So I think it it's actually one of the first films, or one of one of the films that fall into a, to, uh, nominated for a lot of awards, but not winning any. That was a shame. Yeah. So it was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. It won none. It was nominated for Best Picture, Director, Adapted Screenplay, Actor, Supporting Actress, Art Direction, Cinematography, Costume Design, Sound Mixing, and Sound Editing. I would have definitely given Costume Design and Adapted Screenplay. I got. I would, have to, that I, I would have to look. I'm going to okay. look into it real quick. Um, it's one of those that... Uh, that I mean, it would yeah, depend who the winner was, but I mean, costume design was phenomenal in that movie, and it's, you know, screenplay. Can you, what can you say about it? It's, it was good. Anything that Coen did from a great movie. Yeah, anything that a, a Coen brothers write, you yeah. know, you're gonna you're gonna be good. It, um, the one thing that I say is that, you know, usually I complain about movies that are remake from Oscar winners. Uh-huh. This is one that just did it right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I guess it's one of those, we have to give Coen Brothers, it's kind of like the Meryl Streep you know how Meryl Streep does a movie, no matter how good or bad she is, you're gonna, you know so she's going to get a nomination. Yeah. I see that the Coen Brothers if it's halfway decent, they're going to get a nomination for it. In this case, it's a great remake to a 1969 film. 100% worse. So we get into our top five. Here we go. Alright, what is your top five worst? My top five worst is we can finally talk into the... I, I don't know if you're still going to see it if it's too low on my list, but Psycho. That five. is way too low on your list. I, okay, here's why it's too low. A lot of people hate Vince Vaughn in this movie. I think, I think if it wasn't Psycho, his performance would have been viewed better. If the movie was not Psycho. I have nothing to say right now, for obvious reasons. No. I, 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 I don't think he did a horrible job as a creepy villain. Just not as that character. I... Yeah. I will bite my tongue on this yeah. one for later because I, I have a lot I to say for later. To say about that movie, but yeah, I mean it was a shot by shot remake that was terribly done. 
Uh, I hated the. Uh, oh my god, I always forget her name. Anne Hinch. Anne Hinch. Yeah, well, the characters. Marion Strong. Marion Strong. There you go. So not Marion Strong. No, no. Marion Crane. Marion Strong from I Love Lucy. <laughs> the way she portrayed her was, uh, yeah, that killed the movie for me. But uh, the shower scene was shot by shot, and like I mentioned earlier, the, just the black and white made that shower scene way better, and this one was color, and yeah, it should have never been made. I have I have so much to say. We'll, we'll get, to, we'll we'll get, get to, to We'll definitely get more in depth later. All right, and, you're, and number five best. Number five best is Dawn of the Dead. Oh, I totally forgot about yeah. that. That's Zack Snyder's great movie. Yeah, that's uh, about it. Yeah, well, I guess. Well, I gotta look into it. I don't know much about Zack Snyder's full filmography. Yeah, I love George A. Romero, but like that movie is great. Yeah, and, uh, just. A refreshing take on that movie. Like, the George A. Romero was like, probably that was one of the first Star Wars movies we got, right? Except for Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead was the first, and, and then, then Dawn of the Dead, yeah. But this one was, it was a refreshing take on it. We got that first. Scene. I that first scene was incredible in the remake. In the, the, the bedroom. Yeah. Yes, that was really good. I actually prefer um, Dawn of the Dead over Night of the Living Dead. I know it's blasphemy. Yeah, no, I, I mean, on the I Romero, would... the original, not yeah. the. Re- but yeah, it was a good remake. I remake. I. 100% agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's actually what gave me faith in Snyder as a filmmaker, and then he obviously did not. At the, at the time, I didn't really care about filmmaking. Yeah. It was, it was, this is one of the movies we were talking about. This is the time where zombie movies yeah, were, were big the thing. To go, to go. We had that, we have... Um, well, Romero came out with Land yeah, 20, of the 21 Dead. 21 days later, 21 weeks 28 later. days later. Oh, we had 28 days and 28 weeks later. Yeah, they're both good. I like both yeah. of them, actually. And uh, we got a whole bunch of zombie movies during that time. And we had vampire movies came out around the same time, and then Tony before, and then know, Tony Stark was and born. Tony Stark said, "Hey, new genre." <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my number five. All right, going into my top five, my number five we talked about before Godzilla. So it's just awful. Yeah, we it's basically what we I stated before. I still gotta watch that Diddy music video now. You gotta look for it, man. Yeah, it's it. it's I got it's I think it's called Fly with Me or Come with Me or some something like that. Horrible. So, I mean, anything, anytime you have Diddy in a music video for your movie, yeah, you're going to, you know, you're going to get people interested in watching it, but it's probably a bad sign that your movie's probably going to suck. Yeah. I mean, Diddy was in the Carlitos Way prequel, so, <laughs> and I'm just saying. Yeah, it was, we're not going to mention that movie. Yeah. Ever. And then my number five best is The Fly. Okay. So it's I saw it for the first time two years ago, and I was blown away by what you stated before. When he starts morphing, and it's done so well because it's progressively throughout the film, you just see little little yeah. things here and there. I am blown away by the practical effects that were used in that even film. His, even his attitude. His performance was yeah. Jeff Goldblum was fantastic in that movie. Um, it's one of the best horror remakes of all time yeah. as well. I didn't expect much from it. I had heard about it, but when I saw it, I was like, okay, this is so good. I, and, I thought it was going to be ridiculous. Really? I love how it's so subtle because yeah. you just see the fly get in there right when he gets into like the that little chamber, yeah. and he just slips in. Yep. So, oh, and I, I'm i okay with insects, but like seeing that, when he you know, completely transformed. It's a gross sight to see. Yeah. Did you know they made a sequel to this movie? I know. I have not seen it. I heard it's terrible. I feel like I've seen it. Cause I, I was just thinking about that as you were saying it. Yeah. And yeah, from what I remember, it's terrible. I don't even think Jeff Goldblum was No, he's not. No, yeah, no. It was terrible. 
So, yeah, number five for me is The Fly. Going into your number four, where are you at with that? Number four. Uh, my number four is Total Recall. Uh, I think you said you didn't watch this, the original, right? The original I haven't seen. I did see the remake, and it was terrible. Uh, the original was one of Arnie's best movies. Uh, it was one of his most fun movies. Uh, it took place on Mars, had great aliens, uh, <laughs> great story, and then we got a new one. <laughs> that's not even in Mars. It was on Earth. Uh, hardly, I think the only hint of an alien we got was the three-breasted lady. The story was completely different. It basically, the only aspect of the original it took was the name. Okay, that's all we got. And then it was an okay action movie. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. It's, you know you're in a bad boat when you're like, your movie's bad, and it's also really long. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with long movies. I'm fine with them. But, but I, like, when you movie. give me, like, an 140 minute, like, I mean, 140 minute movie and it's terrible, I'm like, oh, and I gotta sit here for two and a half hours? Yeah, yeah I, I would definitely pass on that. No, but you gotta watch the original. Original is way better. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the funniest roles he's played. Especially that one scene. There's a scene where he's, like, on the surface of Mars without any protection. Yeah. And his head, his eyes are, like, coming out of his head and he's, like, screaming. Yes, I actually have seen that yeah, in, like, clips and stuff. That is a memorable scene right there. Was that the same, what year was that, like 90, early 90s? Early 90s. Oh, so it was around the time of Kindergarten Cop, too. Yeah. That's funny. But a different, but difference it, in roles. The first one had so much magic, humor, action, that the remake didn't capture any of that. So, All right, awesome. Useless remake, basically. And your number four best? My number four best. I keep uh, stop knocking the hole. It's The Ring. Okay, same reasons as? Same reasons as yours, uh... Like I said before, it's one of the best Japanese remakes for me. Uh, no other Japanese movie has been better than that one. Uh, they've come close, but The Ring gave me so much chills when I saw it. Especially when I started at the end. Like, I couldn't, like, go to, like, a channel that has started for, like, a while. And you know what's funny about uh, The Ring? You know it's dated? Yeah. Because they use VHS. Yeah. Now I would have been like, you gotta stream this video. They're like, what is VHS? <laughs> like, it's probably be, like, a little, uh... A hard drive or something, a little yeah, chip yeah, or something. A USB. A USB. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. what I want to see. What do they do for rings? I gotta, I gotta check that out. We gotta see what they use for rings. Oh, we gotta. We're gonna bring G into this next week because yeah. I'm curious about that. All right. So moving into my number four, I know you're gonna love this one. My number four worst remake is our favorite, one of our favorite actors, Nicolas Cage. Oh man, hold on. Oh. I'm at number three, so we can talk about it. The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. The uh, Wicker Man. That is gonna make my old to bad real one. Day. So <laughs> it's it's one of the funniest. I think it's towards the end when they put the the, the bees. The bees. <laughs> so like every time I see that movie, and he starts with like my eyes, my oh, eyes, not the bees. It is hysterical. How do you feel bad for the guy? He took a horror movie and made it funny with just acting. The original was before we continue. The original was in 1973, so it was it was a couple of years, like 30 years after, or 20 something years yeah. after. And oh my god, it was so bad. It looked like Nicholas Cage didn't give a damn about what he was doing. Before. You'd think like, oh, he never gives a damn anymore. I know. It's like he. I'm not gonna lie. I think his last movie I really liked was National Treasure. I dug the, the National Treasure of the first and second one. I really liked those two. But outside of that, like he phones that shit in. Every time he can, and the Wicker movie seemed like the beginning of that. Like, yeah. He just progressively got worse and worse. 
Um, when he first saw that structure? No! Oh, God, no! It's like he was in front of, like, instead of on, on set, it seemed like they put him in front of, like, a, a green screen, and he yeah. had to, like, you know, act the best he could, and, yeah, yeah it didn't it didn't do it, him justice. Yeah, that movie's gonna be my ultimate room. I gotta, I gotta rewatch that. That was a classic performance. By Classically bad performance. Yeah. And then my number four best is The Thing. Okay. It's to me, it's John Carpenter. John Carpenter's second best film. It's I love that Halloween being his first movie. Yeah, um, I love the end. I really love the end I love the because end. you really don't know. They make you question, yeah. like, who is is one of them the thing? Which one of them is. Which to this day you can argue that, like, is it or not? But every performance is great. Kurt Russell is great in the in, in the lead. Um, and I love how the thing looks. Yeah. Every time it morphs into someone else, especially when it morphs into the dog. Yeah, the dog was, that was creepy. And uh, dog going, going back to what I was saying, practical, practical effects, nice. man. Like, it just makes so much difference in a movie when you know that you're not you're not in front of a green screen. You're literally looking at this thing right in front of you, and you have to, like, react to it. Yeah. So, John Carpenter's best, subtle, you know, has... A lot of tension, a lot of suspense. The uh, the the set design was great, production design, the, and like we stated before, the practical effects were fantastic. So that is my number four. You said your number my three. Number three was the Wicker Man. So the fantastic, Nicholas Cage performance. And what is your number three best? My number three best is The Departed. It's up there for me. Yeah, can't talk about that yet. Can't talk about it. Really, is that up there for you? Yeah. So number three for me. But uh, it's a great movie. We had three phenomenal actors. It finally got Marty his Oscar. There you go. You know, best picture winner, best director. So one of the Matt Damon movies I liked. I hope so. Yeah. It was really good at it. Yeah, it's probably the best. Yeah, I think The Martian is the best performance. No, well, really? The Martian and Goodwill Hunting are probably his best. Goodwill Hunting is probably time, but I think The Departed. I will say this: he really, I really hated him in The Departed. The Departed yeah. Like he did a great job yeah. of making you hate him. So that was his job. Did a great job of it. Uh, Neil was great. He came fresh off with being a little heartthrob right into this role. It's my turnaround for Leo, yeah. I think, for me. I know well, people, I, people, people I know I know people love the aviator, but I think this was, no, this I, was definitely a turnaround. This was for me was like, all right, Leo's really good. Yeah. This is, yeah. All right. So my number three worst is as great as two grit was, this was just the fucking shit. My number three is Ben Hur. So it's a remake of the 1959 movie that won 11 Academy Awards. It's, it's, here's my thing. If you remake a movie, you don't remake a movie that won the most Oscars (laughs) ever. It's, I saw it last year when I went to, I went on a trip to Virginia and I saw it over there. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, huh, this is just like progressively getting worse. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's really, really bad. It's, um, it just goes into a cash grab. It's like, I want to be in the room where people say, you know what we're going to remake next? A movie that won the ties for the most Academy Award wins. Next up, we're going to make remake The Godfather. And hey, after that, we can remake Citizen Kane. Why the fuck not? So, yeah, Ben-Hur is awful and avoided at all costs. On the other end, my my number three best 
is a little remake of a 1932 film, Scarface. Okay. So Scarface is... I just saw it for the first time on the big screen last week, and it's the movie that kind of got me into the gangster gangster genre. Um, it's a remake of a 1932 Howard Hawks-directed film, and Al Pacino is fucking Cuban. <laughs> I mean, what else do you need? Um, I know you're not saying any much, because I have a oh, feeling. Yeah, yeah I have okay. a feeling. So I wait, I'll wait to talk about it a little later okay. in more in depth. But yes, Scarface is my number three. We've hit our top two. Top two. What is your number two worst? My number two worst one, I think you can agree with this, is uh, Planet of the Apes. All right. That is my number two as well. So, I... (laughs) Marky Morgan is best. It's not his fault, though. It's not his fault, but Jesus Christ, man. Like, there there is nothing worse than you remake something and you take one of the greatest endings in film history... And flip it into something that doesn't Which makes no no sense. sense. Like, why he returns to Earth and everyone's an ape is, like, one of the most... It's Tim Burton being Tim Burton. Yeah, unfortunately, this is the second time already on my list. Is, is it? it? I'm not sure. I don't think so. No. Oh, yeah, second with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, there you go. No, so, I mean, anyone that's seen it knows what we're getting at. At the end of Planet of the Apes, he becomes... You know, he goes back to Earth and, and everyone's out. fucking apes. Somehow. Right? Somehow, they never explain why. I'm sure there was supposed to be a sequel, but it just did God, not. Thank God we didn't get that. It did not work for obvious reasons. It's one of those, huh? Yeah. And movie ends. Well, wasn't it? Instead of me hitting that scene where get your hands off me, damn dirty ape. Yeah. The ape goes, get your hands off me, damn dirty human. It's oh my god! Like scary. they literally flipped all the good things from the original and just flipped it into something horrible. And the I don't. Harp on it again. The ending, it's you know, one this, of the most iconic endings. Like, yeah, he was he never left Earth, he was on Earth the whole time. He just took a dump on it, yeah. And it's and we go to that, and I think this is when Tim Burton started his decline. Yeah. So, I mean, I know he made Big Fish a couple of years after that. I love Big Fish, but after that, it was just like all over the place with him, yeah. So, that is my number, that is my number two worst, and your number two worst. Yeah, what is your number, number two, two best? My number, uh, my second best is the thing. Okay, the same reasons. Or? Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into that when we get to our horror movie list. But uh, it was fantastic. It was the, the atmosphere of this movie that like, you don't know where the things coming from. The practical effects, uh, just the way it looked, like everything about the movie was creepy. Even the remake that we just got, which is basically the same movie. I didn't, wasn't mad at Wait, it. Wait, they remade it again? Yeah. I think it was also... No, that's a sequel. 2010? Yeah. That's a sequel. It was called The Thing. Yeah. Okay, well, it wasn't a bad movie. I like I've never seen movie. it, but... I feel like it was the same movie. But it wasn't bad either, but... Uh, yeah, everything about this movie was great, including the ending. Uh, so many... Like, yeah, like I said, John Carpenter's second best movie. And I would hope that it wasn't... <laughs> that it's Halloween... Actually, the 2010, just the 2011 version is a prequel to the 1982. So it's not a sequel. I correct. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was. I remember that. Yeah, it was. It was a good movie though. It was. Yeah, I should. Do, should I should look into it. It's basically the same thing as the original. Uh, it kind of just tells you how the thing got there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll look into that. Yeah, it's very good. So that's our number two. All right, my number two best is, and I just found this out making my list is Heat. Oh, that's so. 
Heat is a remake of a 1989 film entitled L.A. Takedown. Wow. <laughs> Listen, Wait, when I found... Even, that's not even that many years apart, then. Yeah. Let me... Uh, let when me, did he come out? Like, 93? No, he came out in 95. Six years? Yeah. Wow. That's how long we got three remakes now? Listen, <laughs> if, it, if it works, it works. So, anyone that's a fan of Heat knows how great it is. From the bank robbery scene, which is one of the best robbery scenes yeah. ever. I mean, look at The Dark Knight. The beginning of The Dark Knight was kind of taking... Yeah, it took a lot of cues from that. From that scene. I personally love that they did not use Pacino and De Niro in the same scenes often. Yeah. And they waited to that one scene where they're in the diner just drinking yeah, coffee. Where you're like, good guy versus bad guy. But, like, it's... They can just... They understand each other. Yeah. And they understand, listen, if one of us has to go, one of us has to go. And I love Pacino in this. Pacino is over the top, and he is so fucking great. Pacino and Pacino. There, uh, there's a scene in this movie, and if I'm a little loud, I apologize, where he is, uh, they, him and his team arrest someone, and they're in the, they're in the office, and they're like, um, they're asking why he was into a girl, a, a woman, and Pacino out of nowhere, it's nice and subtle, and all of a sudden Pacino is like, cause she's got a great ass, and your head's all the way up it. And I'm like, oh, I love this. It was great. And yeah, Michael Mann does a great job with this film. Everything in this movie is fantastic. If anyone has not seen Heat, I highly recommend it. Um, De Niro is also great in this. Uh, Val Kilmer's in this too. The yeah, same year that he came out with Batman Forever, yep. uh, this movie was released as he well. Did, he did great in that movie too. Yeah, I mean, at the end of at the end of the movie, he kind of. His wife ends up saving him because she just tells him to, the cops are here, leave. Yeah. So Tom Sizemore is yeah, great I, in I this. didn't even know he was a remake. Look at that. A six-year remake. Jesus Christ. Hey, listen. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. And we have arrived at number one. Number what one. is your number one worst remake of all time? A Nightmare on Elm Street. Listen, when I saw the original ones, I loved them. Like, I fell in love with them instantly, and I thought Freddy was one of the best villains from a slasher movie we had at that time. And when I saw this remake, the, all, all, everything I liked about the character was stripped away. Mm-hmm. So, he, he looked different. He, he, You know what? Another big thing about this movie that took away a lot from me was the CGI. I uh, agree with It you. was way too much heavily cgi uh, the first one had practical effects, um, and especially when, like, there was a scene in the original where they tried to remake in a remake, which was when she fell asleep in the classroom. Yes. And when, when that happens in the original, like, it starts getting darker and the smoke comes, and, like, and when she wakes up and it's like, it's like in an alley or something. She's in his uh, boiler room. In the boiler room. And it's, like, so creepy. And this one, she just nods off and everything just turns to dust, Silent Hill style. It was bad. Yeah, it was like... Um, and what works in the original is that when she wakes up, she's still in, she's still in the dream sequence. Yeah. And then she sees, uh, was it Tina? Was it Tina? Her best friend. Uh-huh. In the body bag. Oh, and yeah. it's so creepy. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally see what you mean. And we already discussed Freddy, like, how terrible he was. Yeah. He was, one of, he was funny and creepy, and this one was just, yeah, he was did way you, too creepy. And that did you agree with me on the whole, like, why is he molesting these kids? Yeah. They, it they, just came out of nowhere. It came out of left field. Yeah. I mean, I guess they, they try to make you hate the character more, but it's like, 
Didn't enough. Work. Yeah. And your number one best is yeah, Scarface. And tell us now we can discuss this. Yes. So my thing with Scarface that works so well to me is that Pacino really like it shouldn't really work at all. But it did somehow. And his accent is not great if you really look at it. Like I, I'm Cuban. Oh, no, it's, yeah, it's Cuban I'm accent, Cuban, so. and I know many Cubans, and no one talks like that. No, it's not even like a Cuban accent at this point. It's just a Scarface. Accent. It's just a Scarface yeah. accent. But you fall, you fall for that character. It's one of my favorite Pacino performances. I love that it captures the up and ups and downs, the rise and fall, so well. Yeah, and it's and I love it that right after push it to the limit, is you see it little by little, yeah. like his his downfall, and. You know, I'm not going to take too much of your time on this one because I want you to do your thing on this. And I, one of the most heartbreaking scenes in that movie is obviously at the end. When he dies? When, no, when he kills Manolo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's my, my thing is, I love how the Palma after and Stone who wrote it at the end, um, they have him get shot in the back. And I think there was a reason for that. Yeah. Because if he never killed Manolo, he'd be right by his side. And he turned his back on the person that was always there for him. Yeah. And that's why I feel like he was shot in the back. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you. The, just the, the way that they go from his rise to his fall. So I like, was like a three-hour movie. So that two hours and 51 minutes. Yeah, just kept you in the chain the whole time. Like, you see the steps he had to take to get out of being a refugee to a mob boss and the effect that has on his life to his inevitable downfall. And... For me, it's one of the most quotable movies of all time. Oh, so many quotes on that movie. Yeah, every scene had a quotable movie. Every rapper loves Scarface. Yes, that is true. Uh, just the, the, the beginning scene uh, in the taco truck uh, to say hello to the bad guy towards the end. I think it's it's his back and forth with Manolo, too, is really funny. That's when he uh, When he told him that he was... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, in sanitary and uh, sanitation, yeah. <laughs> when he went, when he had to tell him to, when he was supposed to say, I was, I told you, tell him he was in a sanitarium, not sanitation. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was so funny. It's, it was, it's really funny. Like, uh, there's a lot of stuff in there that's funny. Like, I love very subtle as well when Pacino's dancing with Michelle Pfeiffer for the first time and he's just jumping. Yeah, like, he's not <laughs> dancing whatsoever. It was the Cuban, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, also the scene when he kills, uh, when he finally takes over and he kills, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, oh, the, 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 the guy was actually in Cuba? No, the Naimito Na, Na, Na Revenga, when he, uh, the guy that hires him right away. Yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah, so <laughs> when he kills him and he tells him he's a, you're a piece of shit and he's like begging for his life. Yeah. So I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those movies that ends perfectly. Of course, you, you know, he was going to die because of everything he did. By the way. He was going to die anyway because all that fucking cocaine he was doing. Yeah. Like, there's no way he's surviving that. A mountain. Literally a mountain. Apparently, he actually was doing cocaine during that. I wouldn't have. It would not shock me. All right. And then we go to my number one worst. And my number one worst remake of all time is Psycho. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I say this often on here, but Alfred Hitchcock is my favorite director of all time. And they decided to make one of his best movies over shot by shot. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hit, hit, hit us with it. I want to hit All it. Right, so, I love Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn is a guilty pleasure for me. Yeah. He doesn't make great movies most of the time, yeah. but I enjoy watching him. 
Would you agree with me that it was no, cycle? No, I think he's terrible. No, but if it wasn't cycle. No. No? I think he's terrible in it. Oh, man. It's... I think for Vince Vaughn, it did a good I job. think Gus Van Zandt got away with it because he just did Good With, Hunt, good with Hunting, and he's like, the studio was probably like, and I think I believe it was Miramax. They told him, all right, go ahead. Just do what you need to do. There is nothing to me that, and when I'm doing a movie, like, was there any work in this? Yeah. Or you literally had to just take a copy of the script of Psycho. Here you go. And we're going to shoot it the same exact way. Yep. There's no originality. There's no creativity. Like, I understand, you know, if a, if you make a remake, and all these great remakes we talked about, they at least put in their own style. Exactly. But when you're stealing the style of, a, in my opinion, the greatest director of all time, and you, to me, butcher it by awful performances, you don't care about anyone in here. Anthony Perkins made you care about Norman Bates with his performance, which is one of my favorite of all time. Like, Anthony Perkins could, at the snap of his fingers, go from this lovable Norman Bates to, oh, this guy is creepy as fuck. Vince Vaughn just played Vince Vaughn. Just some fucking creepy guy from beginning to end. I did not care anything about Vince Vaughn's not creepy, though. Yeah, but he sure was creepy in this. Yeah, Not in a good way, though. I thought it was, in a, in a, as I said, it was a cycle. And, and obviously the, the shower scene is one of the most iconic scenes in film, and you have it in color. I 100%... With a different wig, too. Like, that wig looked ridiculous in the remake. I, there's nothing good about wigs. I wish Jen was here because she loves talking <laughs> about bad wigs in film. Um, it's one of the best scenes ever, and you put it in color, and it's just, no. It takes away from everything. It's funny because when I first saw Psycho when I was a kid, I felt like, oh, why isn't this movie in color? But after seeing the remake, I'm like, oh, I know why. Because there's such a strong effect of this movie being in black and white. Yeah. So, nothing good. There's nothing good about this film. I, there's nothing I like about this film. So unoriginal. And, moving into my number one best, is The Departed. There we go. So, it is a remake of a 2002 Japanese film? Which, yeah, Japanese film. Uh, Internal Affairs. Yep. Uh, We've like we stated before. I've never, seen, I've never seen Internal Affairs. No, I haven't either. I think one of the most underrated performances in this movie is Jack Nicholson. I actually thought Jack was underrated. Was really? Good. Yeah, a lot of people think really? he sucked in it. Really? I've heard plenty of people discussing the Departed. Wow. Say he's not that good, and I personally love Nicholson in this. Yeah, I, I love everyone in this actually, from Damon to Wahlberg, and of course Leo. Leo does a great job. And what I really love about this movie is the end because it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Because you think, and I love how Scorsese shot it because you think he's about to get out, and boom, right when the elevator door opens, he's yep. done. And it really got me because I'm like, man, he was so close and to, to getting out, and then, you know, he would, they killed him. And we're talking about, spoiler alert, Leo's, Leo DiCaprio's character. Yeah. Um, I'm, it's um, a great film in terms of performances direction, script, everything about this was great. And then we get to the end where Matt Damon gets killed, which I didn't see that coming either. So it's kind of like you have these two endings and you're just like, oh, okay, didn't see that coming. So like I said, I haven't seen the original. But in terms of remake, I mean, the movie won Best Picture, the movie won Best Director, and we have nominations for the actors involved. I mean, it does everything well. And Scorsese just was a stamp on his career as one of the greatest directors of all time. Yeah, definitely one of the best movies from Scorsese. 
Yeah, I mean, it's in for Scorsese. It's in my top five for sure. Looking oh, at it, is it? I mean, my number one Scorsese film is Taxi Driver. <laughs> then I would put Goodfellas. Did, did he do Gangs of New York? Yes. That party right there. Wait, hold up. Yeah. Gangs of New York over Goodfellas. Oh, no. And Taxi Driver. And Taxi, Raging Bull. Over Taxi Driver, yes. Oh, no! <laughs> Goodfellas, oh. Okay, good, Goodfellas, Raging, Goodfellas, then Gangs of New York, then The Departed. Oh, Raging Bull is so good. Taxi Driver is so good. Oh. I mean, a, they're all good. That's a good discussion to yeah, have one day about yeah, Scorsese films. About Scorsese films coming soon. So we've come to the end of this week's episode. Now, we have, in two weeks, we celebrate July 4th here. Yep. And we will be covering our top 10 summer blockbusters. That should be fun. That should be fun because... Our first episode we did upcoming one, so we're going to revisit that. Yeah, so this should be a good. that should be a good one. And we have a lot of fun things lined up in the future. We're going to be covering starting in August. Late July, August, we're going to start covering the decades of film, starting from the 70s all the way to today. Yep. What do we think about these decades and the best in film? This week, coming out this week... I'm going to start doing my research now. Oh, yeah. Especially on the 70s, right? Yeah. <laughs> I um, had this debate with Gaius and Jen the other day that I think the 1970s was the greatest decade in film. The 70s? Yes. Okay, we'll, we'll revisit that argument when we get there. Yes. But this week coming up, we have a review of The Mummy. Okay. From our latest and newest member of Real Talk, Jameson. Welcome to the team. Shout out to Jameson. And then we also have reviews coming of Cars 3. And I know you've been waiting for this movie for a very long time. All Eyes on Me finally comes out this week. Yes, it does. It's two and a half hours. Am I reviewing this? If you want it. I'm, I'm not reviewing this. So, All Eyes on Me is a biopic on the life and Tupac death Shakur. of Tupac Shakur, uh, one of the greatest rappers of all spoilers. time. Big spoilers if you don't know Tupac's dead. Um, Some people don't. Two and a half hours long. Straight Outta Compton was around the same thing, so I'm not sure if we're going to get something that's equal to Straight Outta Compton. I don't know. I don't know. It's two and a half hours long. Mm. Yeah. It's two, hour, two hours and 20 minutes. I thought it was going to be like a straight two hour movie. No, it's two hours and 20 uh, minutes. I do like... um. What I do like is that the guy that played Biggie in Notorious is playing Biggie in this. Yeah, I heard that. You heard my this already. You don't like that? No, just keep the same character. We're getting another Suge. Why couldn't you just hire the same Suge? I don't know. Maybe he And if we get NW in this movie and they're different characters, like, come on. Would we get it? We're at least getting a Dre. Well, we'll definitely get a Dre, but would we get... No, we wouldn't get NWA. We're definitely getting a Dre. And if it's not the same Dre... I'm actually going to look... What is he doing, 24? He's too busy doing 24? Which just got canceled. Yeah, exactly. So Put him in the movie. That's that's crazy looking at this, that I don't see anyone playing Dre. And if Dr. Yeah, Dre is not in this movie, yeah, it makes no movie. sense. Because Death Row Records was yeah. Dr. Dre we for the most Dre part. and a Snoop. Yeah. Oh, this should be interesting. I mean, review... First of all, the, the Snoop and Shannon Compton surprised me. He was pretty good. I, I like, know, I like I mostly know everything about Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, except for the stuff that was left out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mostly everything. That's my yeah. biggest issue. And like you, you know. But when Dre is involved, he's gonna put it in his favor. Yeah, in terms of that. Um, but yeah, this week we have reviews of that, and of course, as always, we have our film news. So for Real Chronicles, I am David. And this was a very sickly Lewis. So if I cough too much, I apologize. Feel better. I hope so. Have a good one. Have a good week, guys. See you at the movies. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. 
If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real. Thank you.